Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. One in five Australians are apparently planning to delay their retirement. It should be good news for employers grappling with a labour shortage, but there's still a reluctance to attract and upskill older workers. Angela Anassis is the Executive General Manager at Randstad. Angela, welcome back to Fear and Greed. Great to be here, Sean. This is a story close to my heart, I hate to admit, but it's true. (laughs) Your Randstad's 2023 Work Monitor report examines some of these trends in the workplace. Why are people delaying their retirement? Yeah, it's an interesting one. One in five as well. It's it's quite a considerable um, number, isn't it? And look, there's couple of factors and certainly, you know, the, the first and foremost would be cost of living. And I think we've seen that everywhere, cost of living pressures and and delaying retirement for, for that reason. But it's not the only reason. It's certainly, you know, a key reason. Um, but we also found through our research that social connections and really enjoying work and in being in touch with new and old buddies as well and being able to do that is certainly adds a lot of value. I know one of our clients that I was speaking to recently is Alliance. They were working very closely with University of Swinbourne and, and what they were doing is having a look at what played, you know, into those factors and that importance of social connection. And a lot of that was about mental health and wellbeing is just as much as, I guess, the economic factors as well. Okay, so how long are people planning to work for? When do people retire? Oh, well, that's that one I can't kind of crystal ball. But what I will say is that they're certainly looking at one in 10 is saying that the retirement may not be possible until they're 75 or older. So wow. it is creeping up. Okay. Now, one of the big issues, of course, is training and development for older workers. And I certainly worked in organisations where they just, without even thinking, put training and development opportunities in front of younger workers rather than older workers. And I thought this was a pretty confronting stat from your report. 15% of those over 45 have received training and development opportunities in the last 12 months, 15%. 50% of 18 to 25-year-olds. Why is there so much reluctance to train and upskill older workers? I know, it's crazy, isn't it? And certainly there's this, unfortunately, a perception thinking that employees are saying that, you know, employees are reaching retirement age, that, you know, that they may not be sticking around. So they're delaying that thinking they should be investing just, you know, to the younger cohorts. And certainly that's really, really important too. And, and they've got some new skills. But, you know, in this kind of world of work that we're, in, we're in, so much is changing and evolving. And certainly, you know, regardless of age or what role you're doing, you, you, you're having to keep up. And we also know, you know, from the um, work monitor as well, 45 to 67-year-olds, 69% are actually saying it's really important to them as well. So they really want it. They need it. They want it. And they want to be just as relevant. And they certainly want to be able to continue to grow and innovate and certainly get the benefits of having you know, that training and development as well. Is there a sense that older people stick around for longer or younger people? I know the national average job job tenure is just 3.3 years. Is it more likely that younger workers move on? I suppose where I'm coming to, if that's the case, investing in training for an older worker may actually be economically more efficient if younger people are moving on. 
you're absolutely spot on. So it makes economic sense as well to be hiring older cohorts as well. And because what we've also seen in our research is that Gen Z are more likely to move into a new role and 51% are actively looking for a new job compared to 26%. So certainly, you know, our research does suggest it absolutely makes economic sense as well. And when you think about it, you know, when that perception, you know, you know, thinking, oh, well, that person's going to be retiring in five years' time. Gosh, they're going to be moving on. When you look at those kind of statistics and 50% are looking elsewhere and, you know, only 3.3 are going to be moving on, the the facts don't kind of um, stand, do they? So it certainly makes a lot more sense for us to be tapping into that, that part of the market. Stay with me, Angela. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is Angela Anassis, Executive General Manager at Randstad. What about workplace values? Are there many differences in values and I suppose culture between generations? Yeah, there's, there, there certainly is. And um, I think in terms of, well, Gen Z are very much, there's, there's still very much about values and ethics and those things are really very, very important as well. But from an older worker kind of, and I'll say older, and I say that myself because I fit into that category mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. Very. You're close one to- of us. You're one of us. You're okay. <laughs> um, is that, you know, that there's a lot of values in, in terms of that other cohort of being able to also pass on a lot of knowledge and mentoring opportunities and certainly being able to provide that purpose and that 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 driven impact of making that impact into to the, the workforce and other kind of um, areas within the, the workforce as well. So certainly there are definitely nuances between the different age groups, but, you know, values are certainly, I would say, very, very important for, for you know, the younger cohorts as well, but possibly looking at different things such as, you know, environment, and purpose and all of those things are, are certainly very, very critical. So, I mean, I, my closest colleague at Fear and Greed is Michael Thompson, who I do The Daily Show with. There's 20 years difference between us. I actually think our values are about the same. Sorry, Michael, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. And um, But w- it, we just come at things from different ways. And it's amazing how much I can learn from Michael. And I'd like to think he learns sometimes from me simply because we approach things differently because of our experiences. Absolutely. I think that's a really great way of seeing it, Sean, as well, because those that diversity of different perspectives and whilst the values of purpose may be the anchor points and you may come from a different perspective, they certainly add, you know, that lovely diversity of thought. And, and we know that when there is diversity of thought, diversity of cohorts of different age demographics and looking at it from a customer perspective which is the customer group as well that then you know you're not looking at everyone in in a monolithic kind of way you certainly Mm. get far better economic results as well so it is really really important to really tap into that diversity as well. Do you get a sense from the the work monitor the Renstad 2023 work monitor report or otherwise like managing older people versus managing younger people, is there a difference? Well, in terms of leadership, there are certain things that 
are going to be for more attractive for older workers and some things will stay the same. So what we've certainly seen is um, flexibility is actually really important for all demographics, right? So everyone wants done and that's been such a hot topic at the moment. But where they're coming from and to your earlier point, the why that sits behind it may be very different reasons. So flexibility for a younger person could be that, you know, they just want to be spending some time with their children and and having that kind of flexibility to drop off their kids. For an older demographic could be actually they're actually doing the that just as, uh, for their grandkids. Um, so, yeah. but the, the end result is still the same. It's still flexibility, but you know they may be coming from a different kind of angle. Um, and we certainly know a lot of um, older folk as well also want to be able to spend some time you know, on their passion projects as well and other areas of interest as well. So, you know, that flexibility is really, really important as well. So, again, you know, flexibility is going to be really important for all demographics, but where you're coming from is going to, I guess, the why that sits behind it may be a little bit different. One final question, Angela. What about paying conditions? Are older workers missing out on pay rises? Ah, the hot topic of pay rises. This is always, (laughs) they absolutely are finding it very difficult at the moment. And look, that's just also across the board in many different areas. So we have a very interesting situation in our workforces at the moment. Whilst we've got the lowest unemployment rate for, you know, 50 odd years and skill shortages in certain areas, we haven't seen huge areas of increases in terms of salaries as well. So it it is a common thing across many different age brackets. But what I would say is if you're in a particularly tightly held skill set as well, this is the time. This is the candidate's kind of time. And this is the the time to, to really be able to show your value and also look at if you can't get you know, financial kind of benefits, have a look at it, the softer benefits, like I talked about, like flexibility as an, as an example and other things that are non-cash benefits as well. Very good advice, Angela. Thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Great. Thanks for having me. That was Angela Anassis, Executive General Manager at Randstad. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day.